0: Episode 158. Good morning, everybody. This is Shane Hazel, your host. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, early morning here, I uh, just didn't have it in me last night to, to stay up late and, uh, and do a, a live show, and I thought I'd get some good rest and come in here. Uh, this morning and get you guys a show. So uh, first and foremost, if you love the show and you want to support it, go out to patreon.com slash radicalpod. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar. And thank you guys all. I mean, geez, Pete, thank you, everybody who's signing up to be a patron uh, after all this time and uh, I guess maybe lowering the threshold to $1. Uh, man, you guys absolutely... I mean very very tickled to death to have you guys sign up and uh we are looking at sponsors again. I think we're getting close to much higher speed internet and everything else out here. Uh and that's kind of been the, the the precipice of me, you know, taking on uh sponsors because I want I want this to be the best show and the best product it could possibly be and without um you know that that streaming uh you guys have really helped uh in in the interim before um I can, you know, Get these guys, uh, or I should say, offer them the best thing that I possibly can. So thank you guys for all becoming patrons. Uh, If you don't have a lot of money and you want to still support the show, just go out to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Share it with your friends, uh, and I will read it here on uh on radical and i appreciate each and every one of you guys that do that it, it really it lifts my spirits and i i can't thank you guys enough for that um also uh, radical pod has been updated a bit there is merch on the site there so radicalpod.com slash gear uh if you need you know the the very basics more are coming uh there are more designs that uh we're working on right now and i'm excited and if you got designs and you want to throw them my way for Um, I don't know, possibly being uh, like a t shirt of the month or something like that. Maybe, um, let me know and we'll take a look at some designs and maybe get some fan art in there as well. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, uh, radicalpod.com/slash gear, uh, you can find uh, some very basic shirts for now. But without further ado, it is Thursday morning, uh, it's very early, and I have been kind of wanting to talk a little bit about some things I'm seeing out there. Um, you know, that are giving me a lot of reverence for the American people and things that are happening. I, I know, um, you know, I've been, you know, maybe strained. I think it's probably as much as m- most people have out there um, in terms of just the perception of what is happening uh, in America, where we're at in, in, in terms of this empire collapsing and first and foremost i know we got a ton of new listeners you're welcome here Uh, i don't care if you're libertarian big l small l it doesn't matter um if you're recovering democrats or republicans um if you're you know somebody who's an independent who's just you know looking to find people uh that are tired of the the encroachments into their lives, you guys are all welcome here, and I'm I'm glad you're here. Some of the stuff that you might hear uh, here is going to challenge you. Um, I do swear on a fairly regular basis, especially, um, you know, as a just a vitriol reaction to you know the the bullshit that's in the news, um, especially the the lies and the propaganda uh, propagandizing of just you know things that would normally defuse a situation, take the anxiety out of the situation, um, give people a little more hope that things are going well and that the the world isn't imploding around them. Um, But First, I want to answer a couple of things that you guys have asked um, in in the background. Obviously, uh, this past week has been a pretty big week um, for myself, for radical And I wanted to take a minute and address some of your comments and concerns and um, your 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 way to go. You're out of boys. Um, Obviously, I went up to Tim Pool's podcast last week, and I had a great time. Um, A lot of you guys know that uh, James O'Keefe was also on the show with me. I think the show's got over like half a million views. So um, some of you guys were upset that James O'Keefe and I were scheduled at the same time, and. Um, I wanted to address that first because, you know, a lot of people were like, man, I wish, you know, he got to talk more. And, you know, here's the thing is I got up to the DC area. Um, and thanks to Brittany for picking me up up there. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good drive from the airport to, uh, where the, I'm just going to call it a compound, um pretty, pretty amazing uh, place. And, you know, I think Tim's doing it right. Um, very similar to to what I'm doing up here. Uh, you know, getting out away from everything uh, and and starting to look at self-sufficiency and in de- real independence. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing because, you know, for a guy that's, you know, really doing very well, um, it's, it's very similar to what I have planned for this show. Uh, you know, being out in away way and having guests come up to, uh, the, the studio and the house and, you know, the, the mountain here and doing some really cool stuff with it. So first and foremost, that was, that was great. Um, had some fantastic conversation, um, with all of his staff. And I'll tell you if from the moment I walked in the door, I've, I just felt, uh, extremely, uh, at home and, and, you know, um, taken care of and just, it was a, it's, it's a, it's my kind of crowd, right? Like, um, when when we were driving up, I got a, a text. Um, and um, Lydia, uh, Dietz, who is their uh, producer up there and she schedules hosts and/or schedules guests, um, texted me and said, Hey, um, by the way, uh, I mean, we're we're literally maybe 20-30 minutes away at this point. And she says, uh, James O'Keefe might be stopping by the show tonight. And you know, I, I was like, Oh, wow. Because if you guys aren't tracking, like James O'Keefe just probably broke maybe one of the biggest stories he's ever broke uh, about Pfizer and the uh, the use of fetal cells in uh, in testing, you know, n- not production but testing. And at, when he when he did that, um, and he had the the, the high ranking, uh, you know, people he did from Pfizer on his, on, on his cameras and microphones and sit down. Um, and you know, one of them just came out and said, Hey, no, listen, I'm, I'm going to blow the whistle. I'm going to sit down and ha- give you an interview, uh, to be on the heels of that earlier in the week. Uh, this was Thursday night when this happened and when we did the interview, I was like, well, of course, you know, like I'm, I, I have a chance to sit in a room with James O'Keefe and Tim pool and the, the entire gang and have a conversation, and contribute, and and listen, and be part of history. And a lot of people, I think, may have been upset, um, whether it was them personally if they were coming in, flying in for a show um, to do, or you know, just for me to have to sit in and do something like that. I want you to understand, like that's not my attitude, and I don't think that's a a, a healthy attitude in terms of you know, making it in terms of being a a positive force and in, in, in even in your own life i mean so that perspective you know is you know is the most ideal situation you know for you to get your name out there um if you look at it in the very self-centered selfish way what you're going to see is you know like oh man I, I, I sacrificed all this time to you know get on a plane and come up here and give you guys a show and and at the last second you know you bring it in uh, a, a big guest, right? And the, basically the air is going to get sucked out of the room. You could be mad about that, or you can make the best of the situation and look at the bright side. And I have to tell you, you know, in the, in this day and age, um, if you're not trying to find silver linings in everything that you do, then maybe it's very easy to go down that path for me, obviously I'm just not that guy. Like I, I'm that person that's going to sit there and go, wow, um, I wonder how many extra views, you know, James O'Keefe is going to get on this show. And if I'm a part of it and I get to contribute, you know, there's the, the potential for even more exposure here. Not to mention, you know, if you, if you act like a little bitch and you're like, nah, man, fuck this, I'm not going in there and doing that. I'm not going to, you know, like, or I'm going to be mad about it. Are you kidding Um, that's a really good way to never be invited back. And, you know, like for me, you know, if, um, you know, if I get a chance to, to go back up and and do some more with Tim and the gang, and I mean, you jump at those kind of things. The guy's got a, a big audience. He has come a extremely long way in his views of society and culture, um, and he's doing some really kick-ass things in the podcast space, and to you know have a platform uh, to you know get questions and exposure and all that kind of stuff for the ideas of liberty, that is a very very petty thing to get hung up on. So um, you know, for me, uh, I, I would just encourage you. You know, if you're if you're out there and you're looking to do things and you see the world as um, maybe always being against you or whatever the case is, and, and you know something like that, like don't be a bitch get in there uh, and have a great time and enjoy the moment no matter what it is and learn and see, you know, like for me, it's like, all right, what do I need to do to get to that level? What do I need to do to get to Tim's level? What do I need to do to get to James O'Keefe's level? I mean, to be able to do all the things that those guys are doing, um, they've done a lot of work and they've had some success. And I mean, it's a, it's a testament to being buried by the propaganda machines and by social media and having to you know kind of dance around the algorithms and and really just press in general because let's face it you know they somebody with you know millions and millions of followers uh says the wrong thing and by wrong thing I mean out of step with big brother in 1984 um 2021 here you know you you're going to get cut you're going to get you know censored you're going to have stuff taken down um demonetized and everything else so the fact that you know they've got a, a really great working model and they're very much counterculture uh in terms of the state uh I, boy learn 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 and uh, i'll tell you you know um You know, the way they've got some things set up, and I won't go into details because it's just, you know, one of those things where when you're privy to some behind the scenes, like a lot of times, um, it's just good practice to sit there and and tell you, like, really cool. I'm really excited to see, um, especially where Tim's going. He's got a you know, a a new studio going in that's just, I mean, you walk into it and you're like, yeah, man, this is big time. And I think they're going to do great things. And I'm just tickled to death to be able to have the opportunity to go and do things uh, because of this crowd uh, that spreads this message and puts the energy out there and crushes it on a daily basis, man. You guys are, I mean, you guys are the ones that are helping, Uh, do that. And obviously um, had a a fun little time with Kennedy on her show this week on Fox business and probably going back and doing some more of that stuff. Hopefully in the near future, like this is, you guys are finally like, this is it. You know, we're starting to get to the point um, where they can't, they can't ignore you. You know, when you talk about things um, in, in the Liberty perspective, the peace, the Liberty, the consent, the independence, living, a life of, you know, independence up here in North Georgia and trying to get further and further off the grid, you know, to, to be able to, to sit there and put, um, your life behind the message that you're preaching instead of just, you know, emptily preaching it. And then at the same time, going out and doing things like the Helios initiative and serving the community and update for you guys on the 18th of October, which is, I believe a Monday, um, It'll be you know this coming Monday, the uh, city of Holly Springs is adopting the proclamation to remove civil asset forfeiture. That is huge. It's absolutely huge. Uh, these uh, the Helios Initiative is going to be going up on the website soon. Uh, I'm going to put up a bunch of different proclamations that I've been working on, and you can download them. You can take them to your mayors, and I suggest, you know, you get your Libertarian Party or your your Democrats, your Republicans, maybe all come together and start a Helios initiative in your own city, in your own county, and at that point, you can start chipping away and doing real decentralization, localization, and nullification of the government tyrannical overreach in your area. They can't stop this shit. I mean, and that's the thing is, I you know we're we're this close to proof of concept here in North Georgia of all places. You know, a very what a lot of people say are you know is a very very conservative area. Um, we've got proof of concept coming, and once that happens. Now we're just talking about domino after domino after domino. And that is giving back to the community that's serving your community. And that's what, you know, the, the volunteerists, the prop community that can get out there and help their fellow man. I mean, there's nothing, you know, in my estimation, you know, I see standing up for the little guy that doesn't understand this stuff. That isn't as far along uh, in this and uniting your community. I mean, I know you're, you're pushing back against law enforcement, but like, let's face it. If you sell this the right way, this is a net positive for your community and for the people who wear a badge at the end of the day, they're safer because they're not doing stupid, um, peaceful people policing, right? Like at that point, your, your whole community is a much better place to live for everybody. Um, Except for maybe I don't know the pedos and, and the the child molesters and all, all of the the murders and kidnappers like hopefully you know with their extra time on their hands maybe they can dive into some things like that too. Um, I mean, you guys, this is, this is what I'm telling you, and then on top of it, you know, having a, a governor's run, I mean, we're we are firing on all cylinders right now and it is starting to really really come to life this movement this idea this this culture is shifting and I want you guys to see this and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more at the end of the show this the culture is shifting and it's proof positive that guys like myself and Dave Smith um, guys like Scott Horton and the rest of these guys that are just you know they've been in this game this Liberty game for a while, they're having an impact. And I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention, you know, Ron Paul and Tom Woods. If I didn't, you know, give the credit to these guys who have for years and years and years battled and pushed on, you know, the fronts that they believed that they could make a difference on. Um, Mike Heiss, uh, the rest of the, the, the Mises Caucus, you guys are having a tremendous, tremendous effect on this country, and I think the world, and, and I'm gonna go talk about this for a second too. In the past, I think, three weeks, I think I've done at least four international um, interviews, and to do interviews with veterans. Uh, Girant, uh, over in the UK, he's gonna be coming on my show here soon, uh, to have you know differing conversations with both uh, libertarian, you know, right-leaning guys in, in uh, Canada with uh, the the guys from Chance of Flory and uh, Slipinski, man, like, you know, those are very different perspectives in the fact that we're, we're having these conversations across international, um, you know, bodies of water and, and everything else. I mean, this is the testament to all the damn hard work and an ideas time that has come. There is no government There is no army in this world, to quote the great Ron Paul, that can stop this idea. None. And it is flourishing right now. It is catching fire. And I'm not talking like little brush fryers. We're not talking about smoldering. We are talking about as high as you can go in terms of front line blazes that are being set. I mean, one of the the first things I'm going to talk about... um, is what's going on with uh, Joe Rogan and Dr. Sanjay Gupta today? Like to, to demonstrate to you guys the impact right now that everybody's having. The, the The case that Dr. Sanjay Gupta went on Joe Rogan's show and spent, I think it was about three hours with Joe Rogan, talking about uh, you know just a, a whole bunch of things, but just at a few points being called to the carpet. And Joe, I mean, hats off to you, Joe Rogan. Um, You know, the the fact that we've got great people in Liberty going on this show, it means that you know one of the 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 podcasting giants, the Godfather of podcasting here, has you know, you know, accepted a lot of the truth of the Liberty movement, you know, in in his own mind, and, and is pushing it into culture. I mean, to you know. You, you look at all of this, I don't think it's any coincidence at all, you know, between Joe Rogan and Dave Smith and Tim Pool and, you know, all of these guys that have had the seed and the awakening. I mean, hell, I mean, just, just look at Jack Dorsey even, talking about Bitcoin and talking about Austrian economics lately. I'm not saying he is a reformed... Um, west coast progressive you know i'm not saying that he's you know he's not that anymore i'm saying that there are some things that are happening um and the fact that you know we are in these spaces and there's a you know a degree of separation of about one is absolutely you know phenomenal and i don't know it puts a puts a big smile on my face um to be part of this and you know all thanks to you guys for you know for doing these things. So, um, without further ado, let's uh, let's listen to this exchange because when Sanjay went on uh, and and talked about this, uh, uh, a whole bunch of things, but especially COVID with Joe Rogan. Joe Joe was pissed. I mean, and and rightly pissed um, with some some real you know questions that he just was not going to let. Uh, Sanjay get away with so I'll I'll comment on, on this um, afterwards but I think the exchange is worth hearing for sure.
1: Horse dewormers not a flattering thing I get it's that it's a lie it's a lie on a news network and it's a lie that's a willing that's that's a lie that they're conscious of this is not a mistake yeah they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well the FDA put this thing out you saw that did you see that thing that the FDA put out. What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, stop taking this stuff, or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions of people, a drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it, making the Nobel Prize in 2015, 15, yeah. Yeah, no, a, a drug well, that has been shown to stop viral replication in vitro, you know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse dewormer? I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's just a lie. I don't think anyone is thick. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is ivermectin. You got this it. Wait, it right you. here. Somebody gave it to me. All right, hang on. I, I do see you, the, the thing is, we're, we're we're like going so fast. Like I feel like I'm missing. I'm missing. Do you think I that, want that to, that's a problem that your news network was not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't, dude. I mean, what did they say? They lied what and did they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with a shouldn't have said it was bunch worse. of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and I you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that. ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way but, more ca- billions ca- of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on the ledger to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied, well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? I you didn't, didn't think that was I your... Did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming podcast. But they did it podcast. with such glee. No, Yes, they did. I watched. So,
0: I mean, this exchange is extraordinary. Dr. Sanjay Gupta just got absolutely torched, crucified. I mean... Put up against a wall and taken down D- to see the, 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 the interaction, his body language. So for, for those of you guys out there, because this is just an audio podcast today, um, he's sitting there with his arms crossed. He is squirming. Like he's got, you know, something, you know, biting him in his, in his britches. You know what I'm talking I mean, like this guy is very, very uncomfortable because he's getting called to the carpet by Joe Rogan, who's about to annihilate him. The ducking and diving and dodging that he's doing in this segment where he's like, well, you know, you know, he's being asked very direct questions. You know, does it bother you that your, your news agency, quote unquote, is lying You know, they're telling people, you know, that it's a horse dewormer, right? Like and that's the thing is like, they never go back and they never talk about how ivermectin is, you know, been used billions of times safely and for human pills. Yes. Please don't use the, you know, the paste, please don't use the dosage uh, for farm animals like horses. That's going to probably not do anything. It's just like Advil and, and ibuprofen. If, you know, if, if you're using those in gigantic uh, quantities, you're likely going to die, right? Like it's going to have a, a very adverse effect on you. But Joe, man, he just will not let this bone go. And I thought it was spectacular the way he handled this and the way he was not going to let uh, Sanjay out of this and then and, and Sanjay doesn't he doesn't really care he's never I don't think he's going to change he's going to sit there and he's going to take a paycheck and he's going to carry the line for these ass bags and that's I mean that's the way CNN is and I mean he knows you and the, the, that's the worst part as you sit there and he knows he he knows and he's the one that says that it is a Nobel winning you know prize in terms of medicine and he knows the year, 2015. He knows what it can do, the the, the the antiviral properties that it has. And he has, I guarantee, he's never said that. He's never made any correction whatsoever when it comes to that. It's It's fantastic. I mean, absolutely, Joe Rogan is a hero when it comes to You know, pushing these guys over and over and over you. I mean, it's not horse dewormer. Yes, can it be used as horse dewormer? Is it used in cattle a lot? Yeah, it's in, in very high doses. And it's usually bought by a vet, you know, at a veterinarian place. But there are over 4 billion, 4 billion times that it's been prescribed in the course of human history and we've never ever ever heard of it coming off the shelves the fact that nobody's talked about it in in terms of a you know prophylactic for you know your business instead of what are they doing with your business right now they're mandating vaccines how about some simple easy ivermectin why aren't we ramping that up why aren't we talking about this why because people like sanjay gupta who just toe the line when they get out of their little echo chamber just like a Fish who's thrown onto a beach or something, man. They just flounder and they flap and they bounce all around, and then they fucking die. Like Sanjay Gupta, he just fucking died on on the biggest podcast in America, and now it's trending on Twitter. It is going to be glorious. I I don't know. I kind of wonder if Sanjay will go back to CNN, um, and maybe I don't know, not be fired uh, for this. I, I I don't know. You, you got to think, though, that there are maybe some implications coming down. Not that CNN has any fucking standards at all, but, you know, the fact that he just went out there and blew this one right out of his ass without any sort of preparation. I mean, this is the thing. They can't last outside their echo chamber, and I think it is absolutely glorious. So There's some other uh, great clips and everything, but um, I'm already running into half an hour, so I'm going to move on to the the next piece. Um, right now, uh, the Biden administration is absolutely floundering. Just, they're, they're in the same predicament. You know, they've got an echo chamber, they've got a, point of power in terms of obviously the executive branch and they are milking this thing for anything and everything that they possibly can but biden's you know biden's quote-unquote ratings which i think are doctored to say the least are abysmal they are absolutely abysmal and they are tanking even further we are watching inflation go through the the absolute roof right now Um, with talk and, you know, more talk about, I don't know what, another $3 trillion in terms of a spending bill. Um, you know, the market's getting pretty uneasy gas prices, uh, even here in North Georgia are hovering right around $3. And for here, that is extremely high in terms of a, you know, a price. And anytime you've got a uptick in the, uh, price of energy, whether it's, um, Oil, which is one of the the main drivers in cost of getting goods to market, um, you're you're gonna see an uptick in, in everything else. Not to mention the fact that the the ports right now are absolutely slammed. and And Joe was talking about this the other I guess yesterday that they they you know they've had to come out and they've had to have I guess negotiations. They've been studying this with a task force since June. Uh, to address the bottlenecks in in the country in terms of shipping, uh, where their their holdups are and everything else. Well, their holdups are at the ports, and it's mostly because there's way too much damn government, right? It's it's not that you know they're they're operating free and clear of the you know of the government. No, there's more government than ever. Not to mention, people are walking off of jobs, and that's having a real effect on the port's ability and the store's ability and the freight liners and the trucking and the airlines, right? I mean, there is a absolute reaction going on in this country, and it's the people. The people are reacting to this. It's the everyday man and woman that goes out there and busts their butt and says, Nah, I don't think I'm going to let you put this experimental Shot that we don't know the long term effects on that has nobody that wants to claim liability for it. I don't think I'm going to let you put that in my body again and again and again and again, right? Like it was one shot at first and then it was two shots and now it's a booster shot. Still wear your mask, it's still social distance, like it's never going away. And people are starting to see that, and they're absolutely, you know, saying, Yeah, you know, no, but for. Jen Secchi and a lot of the the administration, they are they're, they're out there trying to dance right now. They are they've got their tap dance shoes on and they are in front of people with questions. And I mean even the White House press pool, which is a bunch of fluffs, is just having a heyday. I mean if they're asking questions and Jen is answering the question, you know she's lying. Right? And the fact that I mean, Jen takes way, way more questions than Joe Biden will ever be allowed to tells you, you know, kind of where they're at and the fact that she's got on a communist red um, you know, mouse a tongue type of button up, I don't know, I don't even know what you kind of call this jacket. I mean she she just looks like a communist, absolute fascist, communist statist. Day walking bitch. And she is up in front of the, 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 I don't know, the press pool in America um, in response to a question about, you know, governor Texas, uh, the governor of Texas, uh, Greg Abbott, his, um, you know, basically his executive order that they will not mandate any vaccines in any businesses uh, in Texas Um, which I'll address here in a second too. But I I want you guys to hear this clip and um, I'll I'll let it roll in its entirety.
1: Um, What is the president's message to businesses in Texas? You mentioned several of them who are based there. Um, When it comes to what the federal guidance is now, and now with the state executive order, what would the president say to those companies as they're determining what they should be doing right now for their vaccine mandates? Well, we know, uh, that federal
0: law uh, overrides state law. Uh- All right, I'm in, I, I lied. I'm not gonna let this thing go in its entirety. Federal law does not override state law. Absolutely does not. The you know people out there, you know, obviously a lot of you guys have seen this. It is right down to the Tenth Amendment, but there's also more to this. Um, when you know where the U- United States was before the Constitution was ever put in place, there was a Declaration of Independence. In the, the final paragraph of the, the Declaration of Independence, they talked about the, um, the states, their rights, and what they have the rights to do. And then they talk about war and peace and negotiations in foreign commerce. Does this sound familiar? I say this kind of stuff all the time. War, peace, negotiation, and foreign commerce—those were the rights of states. Those were the rights of states as countries. So when we talk about England as a state, and you know, obviously language changes over time, but the states of France and England, um, of Spain, were on par with places like Georgia, with Virginia, New York. These. 13 states that were established by the declaration of independence it wasn't the united states it was 13 independent states that each and every one of them had those powers of war and peace and negotiation and foreign commerce when we were cooed into the constitution what happened was they said listen We're going to give those things up as states, and we're going to delegate those powers to the federal government. We are going to give power, which means if they give power, they can take power back, which means that the state is, by default, the more powerful of those two institutions. It's very simple, which also makes the individual... Who gives power to local cities, local counties, the state to do things more powerful than those entities as well, right? Like this, the the, the power flows from us. It doesn't flow from them. And people are starting to figure that out. Jen Secchi, to you know, to, to stand up there and and to put this forth, I think she knows that this is a bald-faced lie, and I don't think they care anymore. I don't think they care about rules. I don't think they care about law. I don't think they care about adjudication. I don't think they care about legislation anymore. I think the executive is going for broke in this country. I think that the end game is being pushed because of technology, the fact that they can't shut us down, the fact that there is immutable blockchain technology that is... Coming more and more and more um, valuable through its different applications and contracts, in social media, in money. I mean, this is a response. I think they're in their end game because they have to be in their end game right now. Because if they lose this, which they're gonna lose, then they're done. And I think a lot of them are worried about guillotines and hangings and heads on pikes and prison and being ostracized for the rest of their lives because there is a storm. Oh man, I hate, I hate to use this. There's a storm coming, but I'm telling you it's coming. Like I see it plain as day right now that America is finding some very, very concrete, solid ground in the basics together. Because when I see this, when I see Jen Secchi talk about, you know, the federal law trumps state law, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, everybody that understands the Tenth Amendment understands how wrong that is. And trust me, I know the Constitution is a constitution. It's a parchment barrier. It's failed. Uh, Just like the 22,000 gun laws have failed. You know, parchment doesn't work. Parchment doesn't keep anybody in check. Culture is what keeps people in check. Understanding that where, you know, people draw lines in the sand. And we have an understanding and we communicate those to each other positively. Hey man, you got to stay over there. You're not welcome over here. You're not going to take my life, liberty, or property. That's where we're drawing the line. You're not gonna hurt people. You're not gonna take their stuff. You're not gonna murder, you're not gonna rape, you're not gonna assault, you're not gonna kidnap, you're not going to vandalize or trespass. You're not gonna defraud people. We can agree on these things. We are agreeing on these things and people are rejecting this one-size-fits-all narrative that continuously gets pushed, whether it's COVID, whether it's you know ridiculous travel, I don't know, executive orders, no matter what it is, they are rejecting the federal government's narrative and their position and their lies on a daily basis now. It is literally what is trending on Twitter over and over and over again is these guys getting caught in their lies and it's glorious. They can't even function and they are starting to tear themselves apart. The press pool, which I said is a bunch of fluffers, just going out and asking questions that, I don't know, even bad journalists, I guess, ask. And having the responses come from this podium in this White House, Oh, it is absolutely glorious to watch. Let's hear some more from Jen
1: law uh, overrides state law. Uh, I would note that uh, earlier when we put out our guidance uh, on the president's uh, announcement about mandates several weeks ago, he made clear it made clear that, uh, again, as I said earlier, requirements are promulgated pursuant to federal law and supersede any contrary state or local law or ordinance. Uh, additionally, nothing.
0: That's not how it works. An executive order does not supersede What you will do at your local level. Put it to the test. Start trying in the Helios initiative. I'm telling you. Put it to the test. It hasn't worked with things like cannabis around the country. Giant, giant. I mean, just, you know, spike in their eye right now is... Yeah, uh, that didn't work with cannabis. Uh, it hasn't worked with civil asset forfeiture in a lot of places. It hasn't worked with domestic spying in terms of stingrays and and all the other you know I don't know domestic spying equipment that they put up license plates readers and things like. that. It's falling apart. It doesn't trump what people will do locally when local people say Nah, we're not doing that here. And what are they going to do to enforce it? They don't have the numbers. They're less than one percent of the population as a total total amount of the United States government is less than 1% of the population. They don't have the numbers.
1: Guidance excuses, non-compliance with any applicable state law or municipal ordinance. We put out guidance several weeks ago, conveying that clearly, but fundamentally beyond the legal aspect, which is unquestionable in our view, uh, the question for any business leader is what do you want to do to save more lives in your companies?
0: What do you want to do? To save more lives, why not? Why, why is that always the question? What do you want to do about safety? What do you want to do about saving more lives? The question is not, "What are you going to do about safety? What are you going to do about saving lives?" The question is, "Is what are you going to do to preserve freedom? What are you going to do to empower people to their rights?" They obviously they think that they're unquestionable. Do not question the murder cult. Do not question. This administration, do not question the executive or the federal. They've lost their fucking minds. And they are absolutely drowning in it right now. And this, I mean, this is what happens when people see through the narrative. And thank God for, you know, tech. I know we have our problems with it, but Jesus Christ, can you imagine if they were doing this and we didn't have things like Twitter if we didn't have things like YouTube, we didn't have things like Facebook and trust me, I know they're changing. Um, And I hope, you know, the blockchain technology uh, over at hive really, really picks up. I know uh, there are some other things out there. I haven't seen anything that I consider to be better than hive uh, because it is a a central decentralized blockchain um, type of technology in terms of social media, which I think we're going to be forced into at some point, but This is such a great revolution for all of us. And I want you guys to understand, like, what we're seeing right now, this flailing, this pushing back, the states. I mean, the states that are most popular right now, Texas, um, places like Tennessee, like Florida, um, you know, even Georgia. Not that, you know, we still have sales tax down here. But places that are freer right now are experiencing giant, giant booms in a lot of their economies. And they are seeing an influx in people moving from the most progressive, democratic, fascist, communist, statist states in the nation it's been happening for years and this this has pushed it into absolute overdrive this past couple years now without you know relenting the state has over and over and over exerted itself and overreached into our lives and the most places that are falling fastest the places you know where they are doing ridiculous things in the face of economic collapse like you know making sure that toy aisles and stores are gender neutral those places are collapsing first their people are leaving their economies are toast they can't keep you know the the lights on the power on the water on they have absolutely full control over all of those things and the thing is the government will never fix this stuff This comes down to the people. The people are the only way out of this, and they don't see it. They don't want to see it because if they did see it, it would mean they would have to admit that they were wrong. So what do they do? They double down, they double down, they double down. It is just a flaming shit show. And really, I mean, it makes me kind of wonder, I mean, are these guys, you know, psychopaths? And I think they are. I think right now if they thought that their lives wouldn't be in danger if they went kinetic against the American populace, I think they would try something. I, I look around the world and I see they're trying stuff. I think they're trying stuff in Australia. I think they've tried stuff in Italy, uh, Germany. I think they've tried things in France. I think they've tried in the UK. I think they have failed miserably at the state level. And they can't even begin to try those things here because of the armed populace. There is no doubt about it. And I'll tell you right now, I know there are some people that say they are still anti-gun. But this last couple of years absolutely proves When you couldn't find ammo and you couldn't find guns, listen, it wasn't the guys that always had ammo and guns that were running out and buying more of it. I'm saying, yeah, maybe they were buying more of it because that's just what they always do. They're always buying more ammo. They're always buying more guns. But that's a constant in that market. The the outlier in that market is when new people come into that market and that happened in such a giant way over the last 2 years which means that it wasn't just, you know, your your quote-unquote gun lovers and gun nuts, right? It was people that had absolutely no idea about guns that were witnessing riots in their cities burning down, their properties being burned down, their livelihoods being burned down. Those people in inner cities who usually vote for Democrats, who are more liberal minded those people who were anti-gun suddenly said, maybe I need protection. And they ran out and they got as much of that stuff as they possibly could. And for good reason. And I'm glad they did. And I'm hopeful that they're, you know, getting training. I'm hopeful that they feel a little more empowered. And I'm hopeful that maybe if they're not too, I don't know, nearsighted on this that they're actually sitting there going well maybe I was wrong about this and maybe I was wrong about some other things and I think that is an amazing thing where people start to question these things because what I see in response to you know all of this I know COVID is a has wreaked havoc you know mostly because of propaganda but it has kind of wreaked havoc across the board in in very similar ways, which I think kind of just goes to our point um, that it doesn't matter what you do. masks don't work. The the vaccines don't work. Mandates don't work. Lockdowns don't work. Um, A lot of times you'll hear people talk about the number of deaths in this country uh, from COVID. And a lot of times they'll cherry pick, right? And that's so that they look better. What I want to do is show you the top, uh, or I think it's five, top five states in terms of the amount of deaths that they've had. And I want you to kind of think in the back of your brain, like, huh, okay. California is number one. They've had over 70,000 deaths. Texas would be number two, 68,000. Florida, number three, 57,000. New York, 55,000. And Illinois, at 28 so of the top five of total deaths in states three of those are made up by what I'll just say are you know considered more of the progressive states you know the, the very very dark blue California New York and Illinois but you also have mixed in there what a lot of people consider fairly red states you have Florida and Texas and in terms of policy their policies have been quite different. Um, you know, everybody kind of did the whole lockdown at first, which I still absolutely condone. Absolutely. You don't lock people down if they're not sick, right? If you're not sick, you don't get locked down. You, you You never, ever, ever give an inch on your rights in terms of where you can go, what you can do. That's your right to do those things. But to see that there's really, you know, per population... It kind of all works out you know, California, obviously being the biggest Texas being the second, um, in terms of population, I think Florida and New York are, are pretty damn close. And you just see that in the numbers. I mean, Florida and New York, I don't know what the total population is, uh, together, but you know, 57,000 and 55,000 for Florida, and New York for, um, California and Texas, 70 and 68,000. I mean, we're talking about, states that have done completely different things in terms of mask mandates and vaccines and being open versus being closed and social distancing, what you're seeing is is it doesn't matter. That's what I think needs to be pushed to the forefront is people are going to get sick. People are going to get COVID. It's never going away. And no matter what you do in terms of the government, you're going to have just about the same amount of people that are going to get sick and possibly die, which is still extremely low—like ninety-nine point nine five percent survival under seventy, even with comorbidity factored in. It doesn't matter, and I think America is seeing this. What is the evidence you have, Shane? Why do you think the uh, the country is seeing this? When I look around the country right now on weekends, and this year I am watching some college football. I have always enjoyed watching college football. I don't get wrapped up in it. It doesn't affect my week. It doesn't affect my mood. Georgia is having a kick-ass year, by the way. The Bulldogs are crushing it, and hey, go dogs! Listen, I I love watching college football because I think it's still one of the most fun, most pure, most hard-nosed sports in this world. And listen, I played it. I loved playing it, um, and you know, to, to watch guys that still love the game, that still are trying to make it, go out there and perform, and just pull off these amazing feats of athleticism, um, the the camaraderie, the team spirit. Because to be on a winning team, I mean, there's more to it than just having great players. There is a you know sense of family and all this other kind of stuff that goes along with it but there's also a community that goes along with it. And as a team pulls together, a community a lot of times will follow suit. And then, you know, I've been part of championship teams since is, you know, when I, when I first started playing football, you know, all the way through high school, our team was absolutely, you know, top notch. I mean, one, one state, I think in 96, um, and did pretty well in 97, but those teams were families and those teams Bonded together despite their differences. And when they did that, it meant that the, the team and the community around them and the families and everybody were all kind of doing the same thing. They were all kind of together. They were all pulling. They were all donating time and effort and energy. And that that buzz, that electric feeling that you get when you walk out onto the field or into a stadium that is full of 80, 90, 100, 120,000 people is happening all around the country again. Every weekend, stadiums are absolutely filled with fans, with people having a great time that are putting away their differences, that don't care whether the person next to them is vaccinated or not, whether they're wearing a mask or not. We don't care. Most of them aren't. Literally, most people who are going to these games don't give a damn, and they are definitely not wearing masks. And you can see it; they cannot hide it, because those people want to make money. The schools want to make money. The teams want to make money. And they're 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 done. They're not hiding it, and it's one of the greatest things I think in terms of seeing. That, listen, these people aren't dying. We're I don't know, I think we're going into week nine. If there was a issue, if there if people were getting sick, dropping over and dying, if we were still in a pandemic for God's sakes, people wouldn't be going to these games. But people know the jig's up. People know that they have blown the thing so far out of proportion for control, for power that they are absolutely rejecting it and they are doing so in amazing fashion. Go and see what these th- these stadiums are doing. The, they're full and I, I, I'm i absolutely tickled to death. And the second thing I want to bring to your attention, um, about 55 minutes already in, what I love and what is a, Testament, besides the let's go Brandon chants that are going on, not only at the stadiums, but in NASCAR, is this ridiculous piece of propaganda that somebody thought would be a good idea about Fauci. The official, you know, I, I guess there's a National Geographic documentary that Disney um, also uh, said that they would put on you know, Disney, obviously the Disney plus when this thing hit, I don't think YouTube really factored in what was going to happen earlier this week, a couple days ago, I took screenshots and and I put together this, this little graphic. There is the national geographic trailer for Fauci and it has, I think about 511,000 views out of the 511,000 views. Uh, There is 7.8 thumbs up, 7.8 thousand thumbs up. There is 106,000 thumbs down for this trailer. On the Disney Plus trailer that's also on YouTube, there are 1,000 thumbs up and there are 21,000 thumbs down. The disapproval for just the trailer alone would think, yeah, maybe we might not release this. Maybe we should probably, I don't know, take this down. And I have heard that they're altering it or they're taking the thumbs down away at YouTube, which, I mean, hey, listen. It's just another win for everybody else out there. We know why they're doing it. Now, let's uh, let's go to the, the, the movie itself. The... The, the, the website Rotten Tomatoes is notoriously progressive right where they have the 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 people who are you know real cynics real um, commentators on movies and then they have the audience score right like you know these people are known and they're you know they they write reviews and all that fun stuff I don't think it's seen been seen that many times but the the people who have reviewed it from um, you know the, the, I guess the certified, um, you know reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. They give it a ninety-one percent. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the disparity between the people who get paid to do reviews, the professionals, and the audience, couldn't be more stark. The audience scores the Fauci movie two percent, two, not barely off of one, I mean, Jesus Christ, 2% of the people who actually took the time to watch the movie gave it a 2%. Ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if if this isn't the biggest, I don't know, piece of optimism that you could possibly take as to where America is now, and what's happening in culture, as I alluded to earlier, where libertarians are making the biggest shows in America over and over and over again, and that these guys can't muster over 2% for a piece of propaganda with trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions, and trillions of dollars behind it in the making. It's working, it is working and we are on the precipice of something absolutely amazing. We are on the precipice of doing something, maybe that comes around once in a thousand years. We are on the precipice of something so amazingly glorious for everybody. The decentralization and the nullification of the American empire and the power that resides even above them in the centralized banks, pharmaceuticals, the companies they are being dealt with. And as long as we can continue to keep the peace with each other, as as long as we can continue not to let them divide us and agree on the basics. We don't hurt people and we don't take people's stuff and that people have a right to be left alone if they are peaceful people. We are going to see something so amazing in the very, very near future. There is going to be some struggles along the way, and it's not going to be perfect. But it is going to be so, so much better than what we have now, and that is because of each and every one of you out there. Every one of you that is pushing the message of liberty. Every one of you that said, I was wrong at some point in my life. That changed their mind, changed their perspective, and began to see the humanity and their fellow human beings. That planted the seeds, that handed the books, that went to the rallies and the protests, that supported shows like this. I know it feels like dark times a lot of time. But it always, always feels darkest before the light. I swear to God, I think this is light. I think we are starting to see the crack of dawn. I don't know if it's the 50 states... I don't know if it's a D.C. exit. I don't know what it is. But I know from your actions, all across America, the overwhelming vast majority of America, over 99-plus percent of people, have chosen peace. They have chosen not to be violent against their fellow man. And now they are absolutely rejecting In overwhelming numbers. The state propaganda that has been funded in the trillions. And that to me is something pretty special. That is something to me that I didn't know if I was going to see even just a few weeks ago. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Keep sharing. Keep supporting. Keep doing anything and everything you can on a daily basis. It's working. that's going to wrap it up for the show guys. I really, I I appreciate like you have no idea. I feel like we're this close to being independent. I feel like as soon as we can turn some things around in terms of the speed of our connection here, I think we're off to the races in a huge way. And I can't, Thank you guys enough for being the audience and being the people that have done this, not only here in Georgia, in this country, but around the world that have shared this show. You cannot fathom the countries that we've been in because of you guys. So, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything, everything you're fighting for, everything that you are putting up with in your own life for staying peaceful. For going out of your way to help your family, your community, to, to 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 console a lot of these people and mostly thank you for showing the youth in this country that violence is not the way. That a revolution of culture and thought based in the principles of peace and liberty, and consent is something that we can all do to win people over. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I love you. I need you. Peace.
1: Um, don't hurt people, and don't take just that.